Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Hello, tonight I want to talk to you about kids and sugar and food. And I want to share with you some things that I found um, research-wise, but I also want to make a disclaimer that I am not a nutritionist, um, and I'm not that kind of doctor, <laughs> but I have had a lot of experience being in the homes, and I tend to see patterns and watch for things like that, and it's really come to my attention in the last few months um, as we've been dealing with really, really aggressive and highly agitated kids. Um, most of the kids that we're working with right now have oppositional defiance or, or dysregulated mood disorder. Um, and I, I think that what I really see in it more than, than that is just this highly agitated, um, highly anxious kids, um, extremely prone to, um, aggression and violence and, um, just kids that are really on on the edge. And if you've been around our teachings, um, how we train parents at Healthy Foundations, we talk about this mountain of escalation, and these kids just are living kind of at the top of that mountain all the time. And it's very difficult to get them to come down um, to a calmer level. Um, so making choices is not working for these kids, um, but parents needing to really be clear and direct is. And so one of the things that I've really noticed is that there's this correlation between how these kids eat, the kind of food they eat, and what they do as they're escalating, um, kind of part of their pattern, and then how I believe that's affecting them. And I I do have a little bit of research to share with you on that. Um, and I think that the only thing more sensitive to talk to people about um, other than parenting is to talk to you about food and how your kids are eating and food issues with kids and what your family eats and the kind of um, food that you have in your house. So I know that I could step on some toes here. Um, I hope that it doesn't offend you but that you'll consider what's being said and really think about if there's some changes that could be made for your kids, for your family that may help with this. So I'm just telling you what I'm seeing and what I've read, and um, I'm open to discussion about that. And having said that, I want you to also know that, that I do realize that many families I work in, um, there are pretty extreme uh, food issues with the kids. Um, it used to be it was more about kids that were hoarding food. Um, now it's more like just trying to get them to eat. And I think some of this is um, really true with kids with autism. Um, if you look at the foods that your kids eat, um, what I always notice is that they're all um, kind of in the same food texture color a lot of tan colored foods. And just think about that for a minute, what your kids eat. Not a lot of bright green, no, not a lot of vegetables, um, even fruit, um, maybe a little bit tricky, um, maybe apples and pears, 
Um, but do they eat like berries, some things like that? Just think about that and think about what their plates look like. I sit at a lot of meals with families. I see that most families are preparing pretty good variety and palette of, of different foods, colors, groups. Um, but what the kids actually eat may be some bread, um, some crackers, um, maybe some peanut butter. Some kids are really into peanut butter. Um, some kids not, um, maybe some bananas, sugar for sure. Most kids um, want the cake and the cookies and the crackers. Um, and then uh, a lot of the hoarding stuff that I see is um, kids that have candy hidden places, whether they get it at home or school or whenever they have money. That's what they spend their money on. Um, uh, soda, um, not even that it's served at meals, but... The kids uh, might have access to that. They're they're drinking that. Um, fruit drinks, be really careful about that. Um, and even like Gatorade, stuff like that. So, you know, does it matter what your kids eat? I mean, maybe you're just happy that they're eating something, right? Because I know some kids, like, it's excruciating to get them to sit down and to eat. And it's one of the things that we schedule, you know, in the program is meal times and snacks. So, um, but just think about, you know, do your kids really crave sweet stuff? If they've had trauma, um, that trauma lights up the addictive part of the brain. And I think that when you realize that sugar is, um, I don't, I've heard different things, four times, nine times more addictive than cocaine. It's um, even something that's twice as addictive to cocaine. And we know it's more than that is pretty intense. So sugar addiction is a real thing and it's a problem in our country. Um, and it's in a lot of the foods that our kids eat. And also I look at foods that turn into sugar. So these kids are hungry often because they're eating food that breaks down into, in, into sugar, starch type things in their body. And so it runs through their body pretty quickly. It's not sustaining them. And so that's another reason why we have a lot of access to food, right? Um, are they hoarding? Are they stealing food? And then the thing that that's come to my attention is that these kids are really aggressive about food, just extremely aggressive about their, especially about the snack times and especially if the snack is left open. A lot of agitation if kids are asked, do you want this snack or that snack? Or what do you want for a snack? And I just see kids escalate all the time around snack time. It should be fun and happy and you get a chance to eat something. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the structure of food, you know, why we, why we structure that. But I've just noticed that these kids, when they're agitated, and I've seen it probably, I mean, right now I have a lot of boys on my caseload but they'll get agitated about things and they will go into the kitchen or into the pantry, open the refrigerator, they'll, um, or they'll grab something and they'll eat something and it's usually almost always like sugar. And so I don't know, you know, what that drive is. Um, and a lot of times it's happening while I'm sitting there and the parent may not even be aware, you know, that they just ate a bag of, you know, mini Oreos or you know, took something out of their backpack or, you know, some things like that. So you may feel like you have things structured, but watch when your kids are agitated what they're going to, because this is where I'm really seeing the correlation. And I looked up a lot of stuff about 
aggression and kids being aggressive and related to food and all of that. And I'm honestly quite concerned. (laughs) Um, And then I find that I've had kids that are like really agitated. They want, um, they want soda. They want something sweet. They're demanding that or um, yelling that that's what they want and sometimes just taking it. And then as they're eating it, it's like almost like they're kind of euphoric about it, right? Like they're, they're kind of happy, but then we almost always like that buildup that was happening before will happen after. And it's very hard for me to see if it's the sugar necessarily that's causing it because they were definitely agitated before when they grabbed it. But I just think that the sugar kind of gives like maybe not quite a pause because it doesn't bring them down to a regulation, but it makes their brain maybe feel a little bit better for a minute. And then it we're back at it. And then afterwards, I've seen kids want something really sweet. They'll want a snack or they'll want something. So I want you to really just think about that because I've had this opportunity to notice it not just in one home, but probably um, in the last six months just consistently. And when I look back and all of the families and the homes that we've been in, I see this correlation between the food and the agitation. Um, and and I know that food can be soothing and especially like comfort food, right? Like that's what we call it, comfort food. But these kids aren't going for comfort and soothing food. They're going to things that give them that immediate like adrenaline rush kind of stuff. So um, I, I think that that's really interesting. And I, and I don't know, you know, a lot of kids with, ADHD, which are most of the kids that I work with have that diagnosis, Um, you know, caffeine can have the opposite effect. But we know from science and we've known for a long time that processed food and sugar with kids with ADHD, it does have an effect. So I have parents that when I try to bring this up, they tell me like, well, that's not true. Like I've never seen anything, you know, they don't even eat that much sugar or they don't even like that much sugar. But look at the food that they're eating. Like just because it's not um, a candy bar doesn't mean it's not sugar. As a parent was telling me this, their child was eating white bread with cinnamon sugar on it, right? And so they're telling me that their kid doesn't eat that much sugar. And this is the kind of thing I see them eat even at meals. Like they'll eat a little bit of whatever their meal is, and then they immediately eat all of the the bread or um, the crackers that, you know, and I'm not talking about like you know, healthy crackers. I'm just talking about anything that kind of gives them that, that starchy kind of um, breaks down into sugar into your metabolism. So some researchers say that sugar, well, it's not the cause of the behaviors that it, they confirm that it is a contributor to behaviors, that there is a link. This thing that I'm noticing, this anecdotal research that I'm doing um, is actually backed up by a lot of science. And there's clear information that excessive sugar intake um, contributes to ADHD, to bipolar, and behavioral issues that are noted in oppositional defiance and conduct disorders. So there's the science is saying, yes, there is a link here. So I just started looking for information because of the aggressive behaviors that I've seen and the intake of sugar in the homes that I work with. Um, and another article linked high fructose corn syrup and your sick acid and increasing risk um, due to the fructose reacting in the body. So it actually causes low energy in the cells and then that triggers a forging response. So like these kids are like super hungry, right? And then they eat a few bites and then they don't want any more or they 
eat it really, really fast and then they want more, right? Like it's it's like I've seen kids eat a lot really fast, but they're not giving it time to like settle in their body. And they this article talked about how if um if this low energy like is in your cells, which also happens from being dehydrated too and not drinking enough water and triggering that 4G response, then it actually creates more risk-taking um, and impulsive behavior, um, novelty-seeking, uh, rapid decision-making, and aggressiveness. So I've been actually asking parents to like slow down a little bit they, their eating um, process, like have a snack time that's going to last at least 15 minutes and a snack and chat, and we're gonna we're gonna talk, but we're gonna like practice like not just shoving food in our mouths um, and then asking for something else. Um, so just you know, part of monitoring that and just seeing if we can kind of slow that down a little bit. The fructose that's found in refined sugars not only impacts um, the Western diet with increased problems of obesity, but contributes greatly to behavioral disorders, is what these articles are saying. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but <clears throat> some of the newest research that's coming out is saying that dementia is is also now being called diabetes type 3, um, a huge link to what we're eating in our culture and this disorder that really affects our mental cap capabilities. We know that blood sugar fluctuating can contribute to mood swings. So if these kids are getting something that's high in sugar or turning to sugar in their body, high starch things, and then they're metabolizing it very quickly, then their blood sugar is going to drop. And so that could be part of the forging and wanting that next thing. But when you consider that forging and how it sparks that that impulsivity inside of our brains, that, you know, just grabbing things and that Im just impulsive and rapid decision-making. Um, and I see that in the, in the way that these kids are aggressive. Like, it is, like, so fast. It's not like a mood disorder where a mood, you have different moods for a period of time. This is intermittent and explosive disorder if it's if it's any kind of disorder. It's but if if food could make a difference, like we we are so willing, I feel like as parents to try all these different medications and, you know, all of these things, but but if food could make a difference, like I just want to encourage you to consider trying that. If you're if someone in your family is sick, you know, if there's, if there's gluten problems, if there's, you know, cancer, um, so you're changing your diet, like, please, as a family, do this. Don't just put your kid that's angry and aggressive, like, on this special diet where he can't have these things because it makes him crazy, right? Like, he will be more crazy. It's like putting a crack addict in a crack house and saying, you know, everyone else can have this but you, you know? So, so you know, consider changing this for your whole family. And, you may have to do it slow, although I will caution you that with an addiction like sugar creates, a little bit is going to maybe cause more irritability than just cutting it out and, and dealing with that in your home. Obviously, with your kids, the older they get, the less ability you're going to have to control what they eat outside of your home. But if you're doing this program, you're having a lot of contact with your kids, your kids you know, all of the time at home and you're keeping them close. And so you, just making that change in your home could be huge. And I think, you know, it's worth a try. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. 
For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.